Farmer's Ultimate Guide Podcast, Episode 65. It's the Boomer Gal, Kaylin Amadio. Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast is what you're listening to. And I have another special guest for you today. So I want to introduce you to Dr. Carrie Drizga. She is known internationally as the functional medicine doc. She's the go-to expert on finding the root causes of health problems so that you can feel normal again. We'll have to define normal. Dr. Carey. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> she is a chiropractor and a naturopathic doctor. She's host of the popular podcast, The Functional Medicine Radio Show, and author of the hit book. I'm going to hold it up. There it is. Reclaim your energy and feel normal again. Terrific. Fixing the root cause of your fatigue with natural treatments. Dr. Carey is creator of Entrepreneurial Fatigue, How to Fuel Your Brain and Body for Entrepreneurial Success. Her private practice is Functional Medicine Ontario, which is located in Ottawa, Ontario. So Dr. Carey, welcome to Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. It's such a pleasure to be on your show today. I'm glad that you could take time for us. I realized as I was reading the bio that I probably said part of the name of the book as if I was talking about another sentence because I didn't realize it was the name of the book. Reclaim your energy and feel normal again, fixing the root cause of your fatigue with natural treatments. That's I'm right. Sure people got that right before I move on. So good morning. It's morning for both of us as we're recording this. It is. This yeah, good morning. So good morning. Good morning to Canada from New York. Um, I gave people a brief overview of you, but um, feel free to sort of fill in the gaps a little bit. And I sure. never stop a guest from admitting whether they too are part of the boomer generation. Okay, well, I'm not technically part of the boomer generation. But I do have a lot of boomers as patients. And uh, for fatigue, like that, that's a big reason why people come to see me. And I just feel in general that fatigue is a problem that a lot of people have. Right but it's really misunderstood and it's uh, not managed very well in our um, current healthcare model. Okay, so you, you mentioned that you see a lot of boomers in your practice. I assume uh, as a chiropractor that you see all age ranges of people in your particular industry. So are boomers, is working with boomers any different for you in any way? Well, actually I do tend to see more patients in their 40s, 50s and 60s then I do see children. I actually don't see many children in my practice. That's, yeah. that's not an area that I'm comfortable with. <laughs> and, and so I do tend to have uh, the age range of my practice in their 40s to 60s, sometimes 70s. Um, so, so yeah, and a lot of them do have fatigue. And so one of the things that you said straight off the bat, like, well, what is normal, right? right? right. So that's a great question, and I think that's a great place to start. And that one of the things that I usually ask my patients is, how would you rate your energy from zero to 10? Mm -hmm. You know, zero is no energy at all. And 10 is your batteries are fully charged. You know, think about you and for the viewers out there and listeners out there, how would you rate your energy kind of on the average? And I would say if you're not rating it at eight or higher, you, you do have some level of fatigue. Okay. And so depending on the person, of course, that's going to be different. And then the next question I like to ask them is, do you, when you have fatigue, do you feel fatigue in your brain or do you feel it in your 
body? Are you tired in your brain or are you tired in your body or is it both? Right. And that's yeah, where we're trying. Is it mental or is it physical? Right. Yeah, yeah, because there's many different root causes of where fatigue comes from. And as we get older, as we get into that boomer generation and we, we are in the boomer generation, that there is more brain-based fatigue going on. Yeah. And I mean, I experience it when it, not that I need to throw my dirty laundry out for the world, but I, I have gone through menopause. I guess it's a long process, right? Menopause gentlemen, if you don't want to listen to this, you know, go la 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 for just <laughs> right. a couple minutes. Earmuffs. But, right. But, um, I get the hot flashes, that part of it, you know, is continuing on for me, even though the onset was, was very short, the things that people normally think of as menopause. But when I was pregnant with each of my children, I found that I had trouble with my short-term memory, and I also had trouble just sort of accessing words. That's the biggest thing for me is, is the word mm -hmm. is there, and I want the word, but I can't there. find the word. Yeah. And yeah. that happened every time I was pregnant. And then it happened again when I started going through menopause, and it continues for me now that I'm in that portion of my life. The word I want while I'm speaking, especially if I stop to think about it a little too hard, it is completely gone, right? So it, so, it, yeah, so what you're not, bringing up here is a great point. And so the men, they can unplug their ears okay, now. Okay, yes. Because basically, we need to give them a sign like Jimmy Fallon would do. Go ahead, waving unplug you. your ears. Okay now. Unplug yeah. your ears. So um, you bring up a really great point in that hormones have a big impact right. on your health, especially your brain health. And as we transition into menopause for women and andropause for men or male menopause. Oh, I didn't even know there was a name for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Male menopause is kind of the slang term, but it, it's actually called andropause. Okay. So testosterone levels are declining. Right, right. And that for men, testosterone is very neuroprotective. It helps to protect your brain. And for women, estrogen is very neuroprotective or brain protective. So as we're transitioning into these later years. Yeah, and we're not producing our, those hormones anymore, right? Yeah, if our hormone levels are declining, that will start to have a big impact on your brain yeah. in not a good way. Right. It's very disconcerting. And exactly what you said. You have there's a word there and you know it's there, but you can't find it. Or you're short. And then you start memory. to panic a little bit and you go, yeah. uh, uh, do I have Alzheimer's? You know, it's yeah, those yeah. kinds your, of things, right? You start short term to, memory starts yeah. to decline where you, you forget where you put your car keys yes. or you have to go to the store to pick up three things from the grocery store, but you only leave with two. <laughs> right. right. Or, or four and two of them were wrong. <laughs> you know, right. that kind of thing. And so, yeah, like, absolutely. A lot, unfortunately, a lot of people will just say like, well, this is just, I'm getting older. Yeah. And this is just what happens. It's pretty common, but that's actually not normal. Right. And these are all actually classic signs that your brain needs help. Right. And yeah. I'm sure fatigue layered on top of what is normal for andropause and menopause, you know, these are things we can't stop. Fatigue on top of that has to just be, you know, exacerbating the whole process, right? Exactly. So, yeah. so can you share with us three tips that you would give my baby boomer audience to either figure out whether or not they, they are operating under fatigue or then again, maybe they know they're fatigued and they want to do something about it. Give us three tips that we can start to follow. So three tips. So I guess the first one is to first recognize, do you have fatigue or not? So going back to that very simple from zero to 10, where would you rate yourself? You say we need to be, we should be able to say comfortably that we're at an eight. 
Yeah, if you're not at eight or higher, there's an issue going on. Fatigue. Okay. Yeah, of course, a lot of people when they come to see me, it's like pretty bad. Yeah. And they're like at a three or a four, sometimes worse than that. Yeah. Um, so depending on where you're at and, and how much it is affecting your life, there's always a reason that it's there. And this is not a great surprise or not a, you know, a great health discovery, but it, it always, a lot of it goes back to the basics of lifestyle, yeah. making sure you're getting good sleep at night. So as we get older, we tend to have a lot more issues with snoring and mm -hmm. sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. And I, I cannot tell you how many patients come in and they, they have fatigue and I ask them about how they're sleeping. They're like, oh, I sleep okay. And then I dig a little bit deeper and they're like, well, yeah, Dr. Care, I was diagnosed with sleep apnea, but I don't want to wear that thing on my face. Yeah, yeah. It's just not comfortable. And I'm just like, well, that's why you're tired. That's part of the reason why you're tired and part of the reason why your brain is starting to decline because yep. you're not getting good sleep and not enough oxygen to your brain. So okay. going back to the basics, so sleep is a good one. How much sleep should we be getting? out of curiosity? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, the most recent in, the most recent research that came out said that we sleep in 90-minute cycles. Yeah, I've, I've read that. And so on average, most people need between seven and a half hours to nine hours of sleep. Wow. I never, I never get there. Okay. Shame on you. I know. <laughs> so there's sleep. There's uh, exercise. So a lot of people... They get in this vicious cycle and they're tired and then they're not, it, it's, it's hard for them to motivate, motivate themselves to get up and get out yeah, and move right. around and start exercising because they feel like, well, I'm already tired. If I exercise, it's just going to get worse right. or they know that they should and that'll help, but they just can't get over that hump. So yeah, yeah. like, you really do need to push yourself to get out there and exercise, you know, within your limits. And sometimes that means like getting a buddy, getting sure. your neighbor down the street or getting a, a friend. Yep. Some accountability. If somebody's expecting you to show up at the corner to go for a walk, you tend to yeah. go ahead and do it because someone's waiting for you. I have two accountability partners right there, my two basset hounds. There you go. You can see their picture yeah, there. Yeah, they need, they need to be walked. Yeah, yep. like every day it's like, okay, mommy, let's go for a yeah, walk. Yeah, sure. Even if it's 20 below, let's, let's go yeah, for our sure. walk. Which in Ottawa, it can be. Yes. And then I assume food. I mean, you're talking about yeah. very basics. If you're eating like crap, of course you're going to feel like crap and be fatigued. Yeah. So some, some easy things for your viewers and listeners to think about is um, a lot of fatigue has to do with blood sugar, kind of being on a roller coaster through the day. So if you wait too long to eat and you start getting cranky, or they call it hangry. Hangry. I love that word. <laughs> hungry and angry at the same time. I call it bitchy. Yeah. That's how I get it. If you wait too long to eat, you know, you're going to start feeling it. A lot of people start feeling tired. So if you have that experience of you eat a meal and it gives you more energy, that means you waited too long to eat in the first place. Right. Okay. And your blood blood pressure, uh, not your blood pressure, your blood sugar dropped, dropped. Okay. too low. And then the opposite of that is if your blood sugar is too high, if you sit down to a meal and after you meal, you feel tired and you want to take a nap, you know, like you want to unbuckle and take a nap yeah. or you feel like uh, you need to, you need to have something sweet after that meal. Yeah. That that's usually a classic sign that your blood sugar is actually too high. Interesting. Cause I often want a sweet at the end of the meal. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. All right. So, so 
like those are some very 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 basic right diet suggestions of you know things to kind of watch out for and then that can be smoothed out by making sure you're eating the right amount for you of protein and healthy fats and carbs right. and eating you know throughout your day right right so that'll make a big difference um and of, of course affect the fatigue that, you, that you're experiencing yeah so, yeah like very basically if you're not yeah. fueling your body you definitely won't be fueling your brain right and your brain requires like a third of the glucose in your body goes to your brain. Oh. So if you're not feeling your body, your brain is not going to work. That's interesting. Yeah. So you're going to have that foggy brain, yeah. poor memory, poor concentration. Okay. Yeah. I, I had no idea it was that percentage. And, yeah. you know, as I hear you speak and, and I know all these things, I'm saying to myself, this is not rocket science. I mean, no. how many times do you have to be told, would you please yeah. just, you know, get a little exercise and eat right? And yeah. you'll feel a lot. fine. Some people need to be told a lot. Yeah, I guess. And uh, you know what? I'm not perfect either. Yeah, well, I no, need reminders. Yeah, nobody is. <laughs> you know what? And society and you know companies and marketing has created all this really junky food yeah. that they've um, addicted people to. Yeah. And it's been a huge disservice over the last however many decades, but right. it's become part of society and how we consume food. Um, yeah, so it's you, something you have to get over and, and, you know, reprogram yourself a little bit to do. And, and I was going to add to that, you know, there's right now a big revolution going on regarding the impacts of wheat and gluten in our diet. Right, like right. that's not new to anybody. Um, there's a stack of research out there showing how bad wheat and gluten are for our health. And, and yet the whole, as you say, the food industry has come out with all of these gluten-free products and unfortunately, I, lot, I see a lot of people, they go on a gluten-free diet, but what they do is they just swap out their regular bread for gluten-free bread, or they swap out their bagel for a gluten-free bagel, or they swap out their pasta for gluten-free pasta. And that's actually not helping them very much either, because right. those gluten-free products, they're not healthy for you. Yeah. Go, go back to real food. Just eat real food. Yes, that's, that's yeah. always... Um my fallback also personally is, is, you know, I use butter, I use cream, right. I, and, and I'm very healthy and I have very good, you know, weight and, and all that stuff, but that's because I watch how much I use of mm -hmm. stuff, but I won't go buy all the synthetic foods. It, it sort of gives me the heebie jeebies now just thinking about, you know, all the long words that I can't pronounce that are in some of these products. You know, uh -huh. there's, if I can't say it, then there's no way I should be consuming it. You know, exactly. that's, just, and, that's just my personal. And again, we've heard other people say that, you know, look at the label. Yeah. What are the first five ingredients? Do you recognize them? Yeah. Is one of them sugar? If one of the first five ingredients is sugar, just yeah. say no. Right. Cause there's that's, so, how, that's this how they're is, giving it taste. Yeah. Yeah. This is a whole, like we could do a whole show just on this. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. We are getting off track a little bit. Okay. So, um, in terms of recognizing whether or not fatigue, right, is, a, a part of my normal that's making me feel poorly. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to get rid of it so that I can have a better normal. Yeah. Um, what's my biggest challenge? do you think in, in making that change? What's the biggest obstacle that I'm, I'm going to hit when I say, yeah, yeah. I'm fatigued, but what am I going to do about it? Okay. 
Okay, I think this is a great question. And to be brutally honest, I think people just say, I'm getting older. Okay. They usually start making that excuse in their 40s. Right, we con ourselves. Well, okay. I'm getting older. That's just part of getting older, and that's just how it is. No, that's not, it's not how, it, that actually is not normal. So some of this, I think the first part is actually recognizing that this is not normal. Right. And I could have a better life. I could have a healthier life. I could feel more like my old self. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. The first okay. step is admitting that there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and now we sound like we're talking about a 12-step program somewhere, <laughs> right? right? right. For, you know, yeah. for any but, number of things. But yeah, but it's I've got to tell you, just the experience with my mom. She's 73 now. And uh, she's having this problem lately with um, feeling dizzy and unsteady on her feet. And she just kept saying, well, I just thought I was, I was getting older and that's just normal because I talked to my girlfriends and they all say the same thing. And I'm like, no, mom, that's not normal. We got to bring you to the doctor. We got to have, yeah. you know, there's something going on in your brain right. and we're figuring it out. But yeah, I think people get stuck in this trap that, yeah, it, that is okay because everybody's feeling like this. Everybody's having these senior yeah. moments. Everybody. <laughs> you know, they say it's normal, right? Yeah. yeah. And then and then on top Anecdotal of that, total evidence. It, it's not helpful when, and, and I have this experience with a lot of patients who come in, they, they tell me, you know, tip, because typically they've seen their family doctor or they've seen a specialist because they're not feeling good. And they've had some blood work done and they've been told like, well, all your tests are normal. So maybe you just need more sleep or maybe you just need a vacation, like you're stressed or maybe we need to start you on antidepressants. Right. And for those that are still working, maybe you're starting a burnout and you need to take three months off of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of boomers are still working because they love to work. Right. A lot of them will never retire. You know, we're yeah. the first generation that... You know, your your mother, my parents, they really looked forward to that date that they were going to get to retire and change the way they were living every day. Yeah. Boomers don't really do that. Yeah. They well, just sort of fade away. We continue <laughs> to work and then we just want, yeah, I want to be able to take a day off here, a day off there. I want to work from home. Or, but they never really see themselves not working. Right. Hitting, hitting this I, date. I could say, where I could say like, on this. The world has changed. You know, I work from this and I don't work from here on. They don't think that way. I could say on this topic, I would make myself an honorary boomer. <laughs> I really love, I really love what I do. Yeah, I really love right. help, helping people. Right. And I don't really see myself retiring. But it, uh, so going, getting back to where we were at, unfortunately, this is a lot of what patients experience. Mm-hmm. And they're told, like, I, I don't find anything wrong with you. And after a while, I think they start to question themselves instead of like, there is, darn it, there is something wrong. Where is it coming from? I want answers. When you hear like, it's all normal, there's nothing wrong, then you start to question yourself. So I think that's the other issue too of stick to your guns. When you have that, especially women tend to have that really gut feeling like, Mm, no, there's something wrong. It's not in my head. There's something wrong. What do we need to do? Who do I need to see? Sometimes it's finding the right doctor also. Right. Right. Well, that leads me to my next question. What should my first step be? Like, let's say I, I believe you, right? We're having a conversation here and they're listening. They're like, okay, 
So maybe it's not normal and I've had these feelings or I've had these things have been going on. It's been going on for a while and I keep telling myself I'm older and it's wrong. What is the first step? What would you like them to do? Right okay. Now? Okay. So this is a great question. So absolutely. And I talk about this in the book. The first thing that needs to be done is if you haven't already in that book right there, it's a that great book. book. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. The first thing that needs to be done is some basic blood work to see whether or not you have an anemia or if you have a thyroid problem. Okay. So like those are the two big ones with fatigue that we always like always want to make sure is that the issue or not. So that's always a good first step. Okay. So to see your medical doctor, depending on the state you're in or the province, a lot of uh, naturopaths can do blood work for you or chiropractors can do blood work for you. That's the first step. But Nine times out of ten, those tests are going to come back normal, and it's like, okay, what do I do now, next? Right, okay. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, I could say, go get my book. Right. That, that will well, be... that's, a, that's always I a mean, good I, thing, but uh, I like yeah. the fact that you said, well, see your doctor and make sure it's not actually a medical problem. Go for your annual physical, yeah. and maybe you haven't had one every year for a while, yeah. right? Maybe you, yeah. been, you haven't been doing that anymore. Just go for an annual physical, see what they say. If yeah. they say, you are perfectly healthy for your age right yeah. nothing wrong yeah. then definitely read the book yeah get the book read the book and start to see the, but there are other things that are going mm -hmm. on maybe i'm not you know maybe six hours of sleep a night is not enough i had an aunt who swore forever that she slept four hours a night she she slept very very little and i remember as a kid going you know how can you function on four hours of sleep a night and I don't know if that was true or whether mm -hmm. it just felt that way to her because there are times when you feel that you're not sleeping and your brain's sort of going, but in reality, you are in some level of sleep. You're just right. you're cognizant a little bit of what's going on around you. Right. So there's some, I know there's some of that going on too when I speak to my mother or, you know, in my own personal, but anyway then um, there are other things that could be going on. So, yeah, yes. Diagnose. Yeah. See your doctor first for some bl basic blood work. Yeah. And if all comes back as normal, which it probably will, then the next step is to find somebody to work with. And I'd say try and find somebody that's trained in functional medicine because functional medicine is really about understanding that everything in your body really is connected. Right, it's all connected. So like going back earlier in our conversation, we were talking about, okay, we go through these hormone changes and how that affects energy and brain health. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the hormones are connected to the brain and how that's connected to the gut and how that's connected to the immune system and on and on and on. Everything in your body really is connected and functional medicine doctors really understand right. that. Right. And, that, and, and I'm assuming that the connection, it's all connected, and the connections you had at 25 are different than the connections you have at 45 and are different than the connections you have at 65. Yeah. And you need to be able to take that into account. Right. When you start saying, I, I used to do this at 25, and it was fine. But at 65, suddenly it's not fine, and what's wrong with me? That's not necessarily the right way to look at it. It's how have the connections changed, and what do you need to do as a result of that? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say too, is that there's not a one size fits all right. uh, treatment for fatigue because everybody is unique and different. Sure. And so if you're looking like for the, you know, like I love Dr. Oz, but 
a lot of a lot of the stuff is just like, oh, there's this miracle yeah. herb that we just found in the Amazon and it's been tested on mice and it's helped their energy and go out and get it. It's like that one thing is probably not going to do anything. Yeah, I don't I don't like all that. There's there's usually a few things going on as far as the root underlying cause of well, where we, we always the want a magic formula. We want a magic pill whether it's for our health or our business or, you know, your love life, yeah. whatever it is that's bothering you at the moment, you that's want a magic realistic. pill because you don't want to do the work and you don't want to do the yeah. effort that it's going to take yeah. to solve the problem, you know, to feel normal, mm -hmm. you know, whatever normal is for you. Um, so we always fall prey to that kind of stuff, but yeah, not, not realistic. And yeah, we know it's not that realistic. we know it, but yeah. And we'll boomers, you've been on the planet at least, 52 years so you should know there are no magic formulas for anything it's really just the basics day in and day out and that's what makes a happy and healthy life and enjoying each of those moments when things are special you know uh -huh. that you can look back on anyway I digress. I, I can tell, I could talk to you all day long but I know you've got things to do the My feeling is have mutual <laughs> Um, how can people get a hold of you? Where can they find the book? Can they get that at Amazon or other online? Yeah, yeah, they can find that at Amazon. Okay. And I guess the best place for viewers and listeners to find me would be at um, my my website. That's like the home base. Right. Is at drcarrie.com. So okay. that's a d d r c a r r i dot com, and that's where you can find, you know, my blog and my my podcast, which is the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and that's where you can link to my book. You can link to my private practice. You can link to my other okay. interviews that I've done. All, right. all kinds of stuff there so at Doctor. That's the hub. That's the that's uh, really the, the hub. hub where all the spokes go out to the the various <laughs> things that you can find yeah. from Doctor Carey. And um, remember that when you come when you come visit Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast .com, and you look at the show notes of any particular episode like this one with Dr. Carrie, we, we include those links for you. Because I, um, Carrie, I always tell people if you're on the treadmill, please don't get off the treadmill to write Make this it easy. Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Make driving, please don't worry about it. Just come back yeah. and um, we'll have the link for you D R C A R R I. That's how she spells Carrie, drcarrie.com. Um, so you don't have to remember it and you don't have to write it down. You don't have to stop what you're doing this particular moment as you're listening. Um, we will, we've got your back. We'll have, we'll keep you, uh, we'll keep you covered with that. So before I let you go, do you have an inspirational quote that you like or story that you'd like to share with us before we leave? Actually, I do have an inspirational quote. I, I'm sitting in my office here in my private practice, and this is my desk where I usually see my new patients and right on the wall here, you, you can't see it, but I can see it. Uh, the quote is, discovery consists of seeing what everyone else has seen and thinking what no one else has thought. Right. That's a very good definition of discovery. Yeah. And I think it applies to all areas of life, especially health, too. Right. Right. Very nice. Dr. Carrie Drizga. I said that right, right? Yes, you did. Good job. <laughs> when you see the spelling of her last name, you'll know why, I, why I'm so proud of myself. I'm giving yeah. myself a pat on the back here for oh. pronouncing her name right. It's um, a difficult spelling, so it's one of those those names yes. that you go, hmm, how do I pronounce this? Mm -hmm. So Dr. Carrie Drizga, drcarrie.com is where you can find her and um, find out where her podcast is, see her blogs, um, find out where her office actually is if you're in her area of the world in um, Ottawa, did we say? Yes. Ottawa, Ontario. Um, 
And I thank you very much for your time today. I thank you too. This has been a blast. Yeah, it has been. I've learned a, a lot from you and I hope the listeners have too. And you know that every Tuesday afternoon around 1 p.m. Eastern, we release a new episode of Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast with great guests like Dr. Carey, because together, myself and my guests, we look forward to helping you build thriving businesses, which is part of what I do, you know, and, but, but that doesn't matter if you don't have a, um, see, I'm looking for my word again, a vibrant life. Yeah, that was my that was yeah. the word I was looking for. You know, the thriving business doesn't really matter unless you feel like you're living a vibrant life. Exactly. So that's why I like speaking to people like Dr. Carey. So until next time, thank you, doctor. And for you out there, I would very much like you all to take care. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast.